Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It is Russ and Adrian. Welcome to today's show. It's great to see everybody here. Today, I'm here with Adrian, who is our director of lead generation here at Clients on Demand. And what we're going to be talking about today, guys, is how to use urgency and scarcity in your marketing. Because when you're trying to do this for your high-ticket transformational stuff, there's definitely a right way and a wrong way to do it. And if you do it the right way, you're going to be in really great shape. If you do it the wrong way, it's actually, it's not just that it's not going to work. It's actually going to hurt your business in a big, big, big way. So uh, let's see who's here. Uh, looks like Natalie's here. Jesse's here. Allison's here. Yamila's here. Janelle's here. Edward's here. We've got a bunch of people joining us live. So if you guys are on with us live and you have anything to say about this as we're doing the show, go ahead and leave a comment. We're going to keep an eye on that. And if you have questions and stuff, we'll try to try to work in an answer. Kathy's here. Awesome. It's great to see so many people here. So, all right. I guess the first thing, hey, Susan, what's up? Good to see you. Um, Leah's here. Man, all these people are saying hi now. <laughs> hey, Gary, how are you? <laughs> all right, you guys, let's dive in. So the first thing you need to know is that high ticket is not like low ticket. So when you're talking about selling a high ticket transformational offer, it's really, really, really different than the way that you would sell maybe a low ticket thing. So here's what I mean by that. When you look at these launches or you look at like people trying to sell eBooks or, or, or different offers, um, you see people employing a lot of stuff that's built around urgency and scarcity and curiosity. So it's almost like if, if you're trying to get somebody to buy, let's just say like a, I don't know, $27 eBook, right, Adrian? You're going coming from Facebook or whatever and you're coming to the sales page or you're watching a sales video, it's designed to sell this low ticket thing. All they're really trying to do is get you curious enough to make that impulse buy. Right. Where you're reading the copy and you're just like, oh, this sounds so cool. And oh, there's a guarantee. And oh my God, there's only 10 spots left. And oh my God, oh God, I just buy this. And they just click the button and they buy it. And mm -hmm. because it's an impulse buy, it actually causes problems for you that we've talked about a lot on the other shows we've done where we're talking about low ticket stuff. That's why when you see these big launches, that are, that are designed to sell this way, where it's about you know scarcity and urgency and curiosity. That's why you're seeing these 20, 30% refund rates when these people do these launches. It's because it's such an impulse buy that it's really easy for people to turn around and go, oh, well, whatever, that didn't meet my expectations. Or, oh, that wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. Or, oh, there's a there's a 30-day guarantee, so I'm gonna buy this thing, I'm gonna download it, and then I'm gonna ask for my money back, which people do all the time. And so that's why when you guys are selling this low ticket stuff, that's why you see in the industry these sky high refund rates where it's all about, because it's just about getting that impulse buy, right? So when you're talking about a high ticket offer though, it's a completely different ballgame. The whole point, guys, of charging a premium price isn't just so that you make more money. It's so that you get a higher level of commitment from the client. So an impulse buy is the opposite of what you want. You don't want people to just go, oh, well, yeah, this thing is 5K or 6K or 10K. So let me just jump in there and check it out and I'll, I'll, I'll look at it and, you know, look around for 20 <laughs> minutes and see if this is for me or not. You really want the opposite. Like you want your clients showing up 
absolutely 100% committed to get the result. And so that's why the way that you sell a high ticket program is almost the opposite of the way that you would sell a low ticket program. You know, what's really interesting is that you use this term impulse buy. And I bet that most people out there that are selling low ticket have never even considered the fact that that is an impulse buy, right? Like you create all kinds of excitement around um, purchasing this thing and they're making this really quick decision before they miss out. So they're taking advantage of this, the whole FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. And um, most people think they're creating this low ticket item because they're making it accessible to people and it's a no brainer for people and, and they'll just buy it if I give them enough bells and whistles and stuff. But when you put the term impulse buy behind it, like we all know what an impulse buy is. Like to me, when I think impulse buy, I'm like standing in line at Target and there's like this thing sitting right there by the cash register and you're like, oh yeah, let me get that. It's like a oh, chapstick or whatever. Yeah. Right. It's an <laughs> afterthought or like something that you didn't ha go in intention intending to do. And when you put it that way, where it's this impulse buy, most of us in business would not want to work with people that are buying our stuff off of an impulse because that's exact opposite. Like you said, it's just this, okay, fine, I'll try it. What the heck? I have nothing to lose. And most of us don't want to work with or attract somebody where that was their mentality going into this purchase of like, well, I got nothing else to lose. Eh, if I waste my money on this, it's not that big of a deal or and it's totally impulsive. And so I really love that you use that word because for most people, they would never think that their low ticket item is an impulse buy. And when they think about the behavior and psychology behind an impulse buy, there is zero lack of commitment. There's zero confidence in your purchase. And you're almost expecting that it probably will fail and fine. I just wasted a little bit of money. No big deal. Yeah. So that's huge. That's, that's really huge, huge because because think about the frame of mind that those people then are going to show up in. I mean, look, if you're selling an ebook, you're selling an ebook and you don't really care. Either they read the freaking ebook or they don't. Like, I don't really care. But if it's a if it's a high ticket transformational program, I want these people to show up and do the work. I want these people to get the result. And so that's the opposite of the state of mind that I want them to be in, where they're just yeah. like, oh, let me check this out. Because if that's the mindset that they're in, you're going to celebrate for five seconds because you're going to go, oh, I made a sale. I'm super excited. But the day, you know, the next day when that person's showing up in your program, you're going to be like, well, why, why aren't these people getting results? Why aren't these people excited? Why are these people dropping out? Why are these people asking for refunds? The reason is because they bought because they were curious and not because they were committed. Right. And when you buy because you're curious, as soon as that curiosity wears off, you want your money back. Exactly. Like that's the crazy thing is that you have a higher refund request rate with lower ticket, the lower amount of money you'd think, oh, nobody's going to care about 30 bucks. Right. Like, but it, the opposite happens is that you're, when you make an impulsive buy, there's all this like excitement temporarily. And then all of a sudden it's like, eh, well, I could probably use that 30 bucks for something else. And so the refund rate is much, much higher than you would expect it to be. You think it would be lower. Like naturally you would think it'll be lower. Eh, somebody wastes 30 bucks. They don't even care. Why would they bother requesting a refund? But it actually has the opposite effect. It's, it's and that, that was something that I, you know, I heard people say that Adrian, when I was in the stuck in kind of stuck in low ticket hell and I, and I wanted to make the transition to high ticket, everybody said, oh, well, the people who buy from you at 5k or 8k or 10k are so much cooler 
than the people who buy from you at like $47. The people at $47, they're, they're angry, they're cranky, they want refunds, they whatever. And I was like, that's nonsense. That can't possibly mm-hmm. be true. Trust me, guys, it is true. It's absolutely yeah. true. But that's the difference. The difference is, are they buying because they're curious? In which case, they're so easy to disappoint. Mm-hmm. Or are they buying because they're committed? In which case, they're showing up because they want to get a certain outcome and they understand if you positioned it properly, that that's a two-way street. It's like, I'll show you the strategy. I'm going to support you. I'm going to hold your hand every step of the way, but you got to show up and do the work. Are you willing to do that? Yes. Great. Give me a client like that, where that's how the relationship has been set up. There's no limit to what we can do with that person. But Right. And nobody's spending 5K or 10K who's not committed. That's right. Like, (laughs) it's very different. Right. And so, like you said, when you have commitment, there is this lower much lower threshold for requesting a refund because these people have identified themselves as the, I am serious about solving this problem. And I'm so serious that I'm willing to invest and put my money, like back it up and say, yes, I'm this committed to getting this, this problem fixed. And so they're, like you said, they're much easier and better to work with. And there's actually a lower refund rate than when you buy impulsively versus being committed. That's right. So, so okay, so then now you guys are saying, probably thinking to yourselves, well, okay, well, what does that mean? Now, as far as urgency and scarcity, which is, you know, such a big part of marketing, if you guys have ever taken a copywriting course or whatever, you know, they're, they're absolutely going to be talking about how you want urgency and scarcity. So, Russ, are you saying that for high ticket stuff, that just doesn't apply? That's right out the window? And the answer is no. Urgency and scarcity is a good thing, but it's got to come from the right place. So it's Mm. got to be real. It's got to be real. And fake urgency and scarcity doesn't work. So let's just dispense with all the the false stuff right out of the gate, right? You never, ever, ever want to do anything false. You never want to say there's only 10 spots available when there's not. You never want to say there's a limited time deadline when there really, really isn't. Um, Anything that's fake or, or, or artificial or, or that's based on a lie should have no business and no part in your marketing whatsoever um, for, for, you know, for obvious reasons. But uh, the, the fake stuff just doesn't even work. So don't even consider putting that in your business. Yeah, I want to say something about that real quick. And, mm-hmm. and that is people will tend to do that, right? We'll be like, oh, there's only 10 spots available or this is only for a certain amount of time. And, and it's really not true. And what happens is it seems innocent, right? Like, oh, I'm going to say there's only 10 spots, but really I'll take 20. But if 20 people show up, cool. Right. And so it seems innocent enough. I'm creating urgency. I'm creating scarcity. But what happens is let's say that you said you're only allowing 10 and you allow 12, right? Every single person who bought knows now that you lied about that and you break the trust immediately as soon as you worked with that client because right away they're going, that was a trick, that wasn't true, I don't trust you. And so it seems very innocent. We've all been in that position where we're tempted because the marketers tell us we need to create this urgency and scarcity and you're like, well, I don't really, I can work with more than that many people, so how do I create that? And I just really want to put that out there that it seems innocent to lie about this, but it actually is very damaging in your relationship. As soon as anybody works with you, realize you did that right away. They feel tricked. They feel like you're slimy and skeezy and they can't trust you. So it doesn't matter if, you know, you you want to put 10 people in your program or 20 people in your program or 30 people in your program. It just matters that you're consistent. 
If you yeah. say there's only 20 spots, there should really only be 20 spots. You know, if you say that there's a deadline, there should really be a deadline where when someone, you know, reaches out, you know, a couple of days later and tries to sign up, you should stick to that deadline. So mm-hmm. a big part of being a coach at the highest level is really being impeccable with your word. And look, nobody's perfect. Okay. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not preaching at you. I didn't, I didn't come here to, I just watched Coming to America when he's like, I didn't come here to <laughs> preach to y'all today, but no, that's not what I'm doing. But what I'm saying is like, you know, as you, as you grow your business and as you become more and more powerful and more influential and, 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 and endeavor to serve the world at a higher level, your integrity becomes so much more important where it is just easier and better. And it's, it's, it's just the right thing to do where when you, you set a standard and say there's 10 spots, there's 10 spots. If you yeah. tell people, Hey, here's the price. That's the price. That's it. There's no negotiation. There's no discounting. There's no nothing because, because, you know, first of all, from a right and wrong perspective, obviously sticking to your word is the right thing to do. But just from a practical business management perspective, let's just say that you're a total scumbag and you don't care about right and wrong at all. It's a nightmare to try to come up with a completely different deal and a completely different offer for everyone where it's like, oh, I negotiate with this person and he got in at 4,000 and this other guy got in at five and this other person I told 3,500. You just can't keep it straight. It's so much simpler to run your business to just say, hey, here's the rules and stick to the rules and that's it. Yeah. You know what yep. I mean? So so it works on both levels. Obviously, it's the right thing to do, but it also makes good business sense to just say what you mean and mean what you say. All right. So we've established that the fake stuff does not work. So then where does the urgency come from? Let's talk about urgency first. When you have a premium priced offer, urgency comes from the problem. So a high ticket offer is by nature designed to be transformational. So one of the things that we tell our clients is that if you're going to have a high ticket offer, it should solve a major life or business problem. So that's where the urgency comes from. The urgency comes from the fact that they've got this terrible problem and it ain't going to go away by itself. And how much longer do you want to spend suffering under the weight of that problem? So, for example, if you've got an offer that's about fixing your marriage, let's just say, and your marriage is on the rocks, well, you know, how much time do you have left? You know, well, I want to think about this for six months. You might not be married in six months. (laughs) And that's not artificial, you know, scarcity. That's real. The truth is that, hey, you know, this thing might not, you know, you might not have six months. It's the same thing with your business. If you have a marketing offer, you know, how much more time do you want to spend not getting those results? How much more time do you want to spend not having marketing that works? Um, if it's a health offer, how much how much longer do you want to be out of shape or whatever it is? The problem itself is a severe problem. It's a big problem. It's something that they need to fix. So if you're getting them in touch with that problem in a real and authentic way, then it's almost like the urgency is built in because do you want to fix this problem or do you just want to watch it get worse? You know, so I already said that like the whole uh, impulsive thing was brilliant, but this is really true, guys. I want you to pay attention to what Russ is saying, because I don't think most people think in this way when they think about marketing and sales, when they're talking about the problem itself is creating the urgency. Okay. I really want you to get what Russ is saying there, because we think that what creates the urgency is a deadline. Like this is only lasting, like we see it on TV every day, right? This sale is only on for three days, you know, or this price is only good for 24 hours. Like we we see all these things all around us. And so we tend to really think that the only way to create urgency is to put a time limit on something or a price limit on something. And sometimes those are true and there are times to use them. But when it comes to high ticket, there is no greater urgency than the fact that my life is, 
is hurting right now, whether it's my business, my marriage, my health, my children, whatever it is, that this problem is big enough that it alone is creating the urgency. I don't need to make up a fake deadline or any other kind of bonus structure or fault, any kind of other false marketing stuff. It, the problem itself is big enough. So I really want you guys to get that because I, I think that's a totally new way of thinking. And and it's the low ticket versus high ticket, like you just said. Like You can't really um, do that with low ticket very well, but in high ticket, it really is the difference um, it makes in terms of people taking action right away or not. It's like, how much longer do you want to suffer through this in your life? And most people don't want to drag that out. Well, yeah. And a good question, Adrian, that's a great point. A good question guys to ask yourself is why should they buy from me right now? And right. is it because I'm creating all this curiosity and all this fake urgency and all this fake scarcity? Is it because I'm trying to do the celebrity authority thing? And I'm saying buy from me because I'm super famous and you just want to be around me. Or are you, you know, because both of those things are totally artificial. What's mm -hmm. real is to say, hey, you've got this problem and you want to achieve this outcome. Do you want to do that today or do you want to do that later and just watch the problem get when worse? When it's too late, right. And the yeah. thing is, guys, that's such an easy decision for the, for the client to make. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's yeah. so much easier than going, well, I don't know, how much, how, how much longer is this launch going on? Or what are the features? Or what are the bonuses? Or do I get, mm -hmm. you know, five bonuses or six bonuses? Or if I buy from this person, he's giving me extra bonus. It's just like, no, do you want to fix the problem or not? So yeah. the cool thing about that, guys, is it, it's, it's, it's a very easy, very simple, very honest decision for people to make. And if the problem is big enough, then it's a question of, well, what is it worth to have that problem solved? And, and what do you want to charge? And you should be charging accordingly. But but the the essence of it, the essence of your offer is do you want to fix this problem or not? Yeah. And that's way more powerful, honestly. The, making a decision because you have a huge commitment to and, or, and desire to solve this problem now is way better than making a decision because I was afraid I was going to lose out on some bonus or something. Like this is a totally different kind of decision that they're making. And it's a totally different level of urgency that it goes is much more powerful than any bonus or deadline that you could give people. And the thing is, guys, what you have to understand is that when you're talking about high ticket doing that stuff, again, it's not just that it doesn't work. It's that it's counterproductive. Yeah. It's like if I'm on a call with someone and it's like, cool, we can help you get your marketing dialed in. You know, do you want us to do that? Yes. Well, hold on a second. Let me tell you about our five amazing bonuses. And now, you know, yeah. now like we've completely derailed yeah. the conversation. And it's the question is, well, I don't really need that bonus, but I might need that right. other bonus. And, you know, and it's just like now it's now we're off. Forget it. It's so we're on another. Well, point. imagine doing that with even some a very personal offer, like a marriage thing. Like I'm on here talking <laughs> yeah. about your marriage suffering and falling apart. I'm like, well, but if wait. you buy right now, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna give you this bonus and this bonus and this bonus and da 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 da. And it's just for 19.97. And and so when you add all those in, it really does actually take away from the urgency when you're talking about high ticket. When you're talking about something transformational in people's life, the more little like you said, goodies uh, features, goodies that you throw at them, the less appealing it actually is. It's a distraction. Another, like, like, like let me give you guys an analogy because uh, some of you guys are not in the high ticket space yet and you may not really be able to relate to what we're saying, right? But if you look at like an infomercial that's on late at night, where let's say they're trying to sell like a thigh master or some kind of pressure cooker or like a pan that things don't stick to. It's like Red in that cover. case- <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. It's like, in that case, cool. I'm going to buy, you know, great. You're going to sell me a thigh master. It's 1997. You throw in a second thigh master free. Cool. I'm in. Again, it's about curiosity and scarcity. But 
what if you were going to a doctor and you were talking to the doctor about having open heart surgery and the doctor was like, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to give you the open heart surgery, but if you sign the contract right now, I'm going to give you this toaster too. Boom. Are we done? Are we in? Are you in? Are we, are we good? It's like you, even if you were totally sold up until that point, you would run. You'd be like, what yeah. is this? It's mm-hmm. the same thing with high ticket stuff, guys. When you're talking about a transformational offer, the transformation is enough. You don't have to add any, any like artificial stuff. It's like, look, do you want to fix this problem or not? So the urgency yeah. comes from the problem. Yes. Now, let's talk about scarcity. Where does the scarcity come from? Because those are two different things. So urgency is a reason why you need to buy right now. Scarcity is, you know, if there's limited spots available or a limited quantity available because, you know, psychologically people want what they can't have, right? Mm-hmm. So where does the scarcity comes from? Well, the scarcity comes from having standards. The scarcity comes from having real standards about who you will work with as a mm-hmm. client and who you won't. And so when you tell people it's not for everybody, hold on, this isn't for everyone, the key is that it has to be true. Yes. So, so many people try to say, oh, this offer isn't for everybody or oh, this offer is only for a certain, a certain group of people or oh, you have to have these qualifications or whatever it is. But if you have a credit card and a pulse, they're going to sell to you, period. Right. What we do is we have really clear standards about who we'll work with and who we won't. And we enforce those standards like crazy Mm -hmm. where it's absolutely true. You know, we tell people like, listen, you have to be coachable. You have to be decisive. You have to be resourceful. You have to be able to solve a major life or business challenge in your work. And when we're on the phone with potential clients, we're listening to see if that's real or not. And sometimes it's not. And sometimes it's not a fit. In fact, I'll tell you, 30% of the time, it's not a fit. On average, we don't make an offer to about 30% of the people that we talk to. Now, could we enroll those people? Sure. Many of mm-hmm. them would sign up if we made them an offer, but we don't because when we say it's not for everybody, we're dead serious about that. Well, and you know, it's really interesting and most people would never realize that we do this, but we actually within our business have, we use Slack to communicate and we have a Slack channel where when one of our enrollment coaches is on the phone with someone and they are unsure if that person is actually a good fit we will, while they're on the phone with them, we will have a chat with myself or Mark or Russ and making the decision along with the sales rep if we even should invite that person into the program because we are that serious about only uh, about letting the right people in. But what we even do further after that is it doesn't end at the sale. Mm -mm. There are times when the person seems like a good fit on the call and we bring them into the program. But once they're in, if they also don't show up committed, resourceful, decisive, their problem at any time or at any time, we do not believe 100% that we can get them results, we will actually remove them from the program. And so the scarcity doesn't even end once the sale is made. And so I want you guys to realize that, like Russ said, you can create this scarcity by by deciding who is right for your program and then sticking to it like glue mm-hmm. and not do, and and doing your best to make sure you only bring the right people in but then also realizing that sometimes you can actually change your mind later too. And so that is something we're very serious about here and we want to encourage you to do that with your own program is to create this sense of 
who is your ideal client? Who do you want to work with? Who is a good fit? Who can you know positively, confidently that you can get results for? And that right there will, will create scarcity. And we make people mad sometimes. People will want to buy. They will have their credit card in hand and we won't let them in and they get mad. And then you see them come in Artify ticket and bash us or whatever. But like <laughs> the truth is, is that, again, you don't need a fake sense of scarcity when you have standards and you uphold them and you stick to them. And but as soon as you start relaxing on them because, oh, I need a sale right? And you let the wrong people in. Now, again, you've kind of broken that trust and that integrity. So that's really, really important on setting those standards and sticking to them. Yeah. And that's very difficult to do, guys. It really is. And I understand. I understand when you're first starting out that if you've got someone on the phone and you feel like maybe you could help them, but you're kind of not mm -hmm. sure, but uh, I don't know, da, da, da. you know, the temptation is there to let them in. Or God forbid, you're talking to someone who clearly is not a fit, but you need the money. And so you just are like, screw it. I'll work with that person anyway. Every time you do that, you're going to pay for it. And, yeah. and most of the time, the aggravation and the energy drain and the, 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 just the price you pay psychologically is just not worth it. The simplest thing to do is to have standards and stick to them. So in Clients on Demand, in our, in our eight-week workshop, the first thing we do is get our clients clear on the stuff we're talking about. What's the problem you mm -hmm. solve? But also, who do you want to work with and who do you not want to work with? Like, who's your yeah. dream client? And who's the people that you're always going to say no to? And then what we do is just like we have it at, in our funnel at Clients on Demand is we teach our clients to build in safeguards into their marketing so that it attracts the people that they want and actually repels the people that they don't want. So I'll give you an example. Inside Facebook, you've got your Facebook targeting. So right there, that's kind of your first line of defense. Then you've got your ad copy of what of what your ad says. That's the next line of defense. Then you have what's on maybe your registration page for a webinar. And then on the webinar, you're, you're telling them very specifically who it's for and who it's not for. And then you've got maybe an application that they're filling out where you're asking more questions to, to screen who it's for and who it's not for. Then, you, then we have like an enrollment conversation. And then once the person becomes a client, then we have our initial intake call with the client. And so <laughs> at every step of the way, we're literally looking, going, you know, making sure, is this person a fit? Is this person yeah. a fit? Is this person a fit? And that's why we have such an incredible track record of results. And but it's because we we set our standards and we stick to them so that when we tell people, hey, it's not for everyone, it's not like some BS marketing tactic where we're just saying yeah. like we really mean it and we have the yeah. numbers to back it up. And that's what I strongly suggest that you guys do in your business, too. Definitely. And I, I want to say, like, it is it's hard to do. It's hard to turn away someone who's got their money in their hand when you're in a position in your business where you're trying to grow and that and you need every little penny counts. And so it's not easy to do, but I promise you it will pay off because we've all done it. You and I have done it, Russ. People in the past have done it where we've let somebody We've worked with somebody. We don't have that really that problem anymore because of the safeguards we have in place. But every person at some point in time in their business took on a client that they knew wasn't a good fit, but they did it anyway because they needed the money. Everybody's done it. Like you're not a bad person because you did that. You're not dumb or there's nothing wrong with you. 
Everybody has done that. But what we're trying to get you to understand is that if you set the standard and you stick to it, even when it's hard and you need the money, it will pay off. You will love what you're doing that much more. Your clients would get better results. They'll tell more people about you and it will result in more clients. And I, you know, it's, it's crazy in business these days that so many people are tempted to do this big, flashy, great marketing, but then they can't back it up on the, on the other side. And it's really important for you to realize that, that, that matters. It's not about doing the best marketing in the world, just so you can bring the clients in. It's about actually being able to deliver. And so you need to marry those two and stick to it. And that, that will create the scarcity for your high ticket program of just you've set that standard because guess what word gets around right like it's known that we don't let everybody into clients on demand that we are selective about who we let in and when that starts getting around about your program as well then again that makes people the right people yeah the right people will want it more yes exactly and so that creates the scarcity alone right there. And um, so, yeah, it was kind of a long-winded way to explain it, but. <laughs> no, but that's dead on because, because yeah. rat, so, so I guess the moral of the story is rather than setting up a situation where you're using urgency and scarcity the way that, that the low ticket people do, mm-hmm. where it's artificial, create urgency and scarcity that's real. Where yeah, the reason they're signing up for you is because they're deeply in touch with this problem that you solve and they're super motivated to fix it. So there's your there's your urgency. It's like, I want to fix this. I want to fix this now. And then the scarcity comes from you being absolutely crystal clear on who it's for and who it's not for and sticking to those standards and enforcing them like glue. Yeah. And if you're doing that properly, you are going to weave that message throughout every step of your marketing so that it isn't like a surprise. Like they know by the time they're on the phone with you, they know that this is what it is, this is what it's about, this is what I'm here to fix, this is what I'm here to do, and all of that supports the high-ticket sale. But if you're going out there and just, and that's why it's so important, guys, to understand the difference between high-ticket and low-ticket marketing. Because if you go out there and you buy a you know a marketing book, I've got like 10 of them on my shelf over there, but if you if you go out there and you just buy a marketing book and you try to market the way that book is trying to teach you, or if you're watching a YouTube video and you're trying to market the way the YouTube video is trying to teach you, you got to understand the context because what works yeah. on an infomercial at three in the morning is oftentimes the dead opposite of what works when you're trying to do a high ticket transformational offer. And so if that's what you're trying to do and you really want to set up an offer where you're solving big problems and you're dealing with big pain and you're getting amazing results for people, then I want to invite you to reach out and talk to us about how we can help you do that. And if you want to do that, guys, go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. We'll get on the phone with you. You can tell us exactly what you do, exactly what's different about it, why it's special. We'll tell you, look, this is how we think you should market it. This is what we think the game plan should be. You know, this is what we think you can charge. And we'll put our heads together and try to come up with a game plan of how you can get those clients that you want and get them consistently mm-hmm. so that you're not having to settle for the wrong people. You're not having to settle for inconsistent client flow or maybe you get one client one week, two clients the next week, and then nothing. We want it to be consistent like clockwork so that you can build income that you can count on. So you know how much money you're going to make next month and the next month and the month after that. So go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. We'd love to talk to you about how we can help you do exactly what we're talking about here. Use real urgency, real scarcity, build your marketing around solving a real problem and craft a program that gets real results. Go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. All right, guys, that is going to do it for us today. Let me just see really quickly if there are any 
big questions that people asked. Oh, okay. So Allison asked a really good question. She said, if you deal with a population of people for whom $5,000 is not major, like attorneys, should you increase the price? What's the breaking point? Mm. So Allison, the presupposition behind that question is that the market determines the price. In other words, if I'm going after attorneys, attorneys have money, therefore I can charge more. And what we've found at Clients on Demand after working with like hundreds and hundreds and thousands of clients is that that just really isn't true. What matters is the severity of the problem and do they understand it? Yeah. No, look, if you're, if you're, if you're marketing to people in maybe a country where there's just nothing and no one has any money and nobody has credit cards, that's a different story. But if you're talking about marketing to people in the United States, in Europe, in Canada, in the UK, in Australia, what counts, what matters in terms of whether they have 5K or whether you can charge 10K or whatever is what do you believe the value is and how serious is this problem that you're trying to solve? So it really doesn't matter if you're offering your, something for attorneys or if you're offering something to stay-at-home moms or if you're offering something to you know people who just got out of college. It really doesn't matter. What mm -hmm. matters is what is the value of the outcome that you are providing? And you know, so, so if, you, if you really understand that, the value doesn't come from, well, what can I charge? What, what is this market willing to pay? The, the right. value comes from what is the value that you're delivering and the problem that you're solving? It's a really great question. Yeah, it's not about even the time it takes you to solve the problem. It's about what is the worth for this person to no longer have that problem. It doesn't matter if they're a lawyer, doctor, high school student, stay-at-home mom, doesn't matter. It matters of what is it worth to this person to no longer have this problem in their life. There you go. So Ryan just says, so glad I had a call three weeks ago. Best decision I've ever made for my life and business. Thank you. Yeah, you got it, man. That's fantastic. Appreciate it. All right, guys. So look, that's going to do it for us today. That's a really good question, Allison. Um, so guys, look, we'd love to talk to you about this, how you can start incorporating these principles into your business. You owe it to yourself to do that. If you're not getting the clients that you want, if you're not getting them as often as you want, if you're undercharging for your best work, if you're getting the wrong people, or even if you're just working way too hard where you don't have the level of freedom that you want and your clients aren't getting results and they're not showing up coachable. Any of these problems, guys, is all stuff we, we fix every single day. So go to <laughs> clientsondemand.com forward slash call. Adrian, thanks so much for your wisdom. We will catch you guys on the next show. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Ruffino, and let's talk soon.